Okay, this is my my episode. Yeah, three thirteen. Mm. Lucky thirteen. Lucky thirteen. All right, let's get lucky. Sorry, I thought I was going to burp. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. I'm Ian Boothby. And we just had an adventure before mm-hmm. we started this show. <laughs> it was quite a bit of fun. We, uh, what did we do? We went to, uh, went to eat with uh, my and daughter, we, Mary. And I had a spicy pizza. You had a spicy pizza? Yep. Oh, what, what, did you have the, had the Italian? Yeah, spicy Italian. Yeah, it looked kind of, yeah, I didn't like it. Because of the spiciness? Well, you know what? Here's the thing. It had banana. This is not part of the adventure, it's by not the part way. Of the adventure, but it had banana peppers on it. Yes. And what that makes me think is that they're bananas. I know they're not bananas. They're not at all. But it just, for some reason, it's this gross to me that there's bananas on a pizza. Okay. Eggplant is also not egg. Yeah, I know. But that's kind of gross too. So I shouldn't have bacon and eggplant is what you're saying. Uh, bacon and eggplant would actually be really good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'd be uh, pretty fab. Okay, so what happened to us? So uh, we we ate. Then we dro- drove my daughter back to where she's living right now. Right. And dropped her off. Right. A small cave. I was surprised that she lived there. Well, she is a hermit. Yep. Professional hermit. Yep. Uh, went to... Does she live there alone? Yes. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it's part of the job description. That's rule one. Of rule one. A... Yeah, it'd be no, no, no one else can live with you. Uh, the thing is, rule one of Hermit Club is why do we have a club? <laughs> that's right. Rule. Well, that's the problem with rule one of Hermit Club is no one's ever shown up to make the rule one. Mm. This has been no. There's no meetings that have ever. Uh, but yeah, so we dropped her off at her cave, which just wanted to say she does have a BA in hermitology. Uh, she's studying right now. You know, she's practicing for into her master's program for hermitology. So pretty good. I'm kind of proud of her. But anyway, we dropped her off. Uh, actually, come to think about it, why were we visiting a hermit? Because they needed a ride. That's true. To the cave. Um, the bus doesn't go to Cave Town. <laughs> bus doesn't go to Cave Town. So you're driving back along. A... Do you know what goes to Cave Town? Oh. The Batmobile, and that's it. Bat- and that guy's got one seat. <laughs> it's true. It's very inter- uh No. Oh, it depends which Batman, I guess. The real one, not the ones from movies or TV. I'm talking the actual Batman. The actual Batman, his Batmobile only seats one. What about Robin? Where does Robin sit? Does Robin? Robin's make believe. Robin's a story they tell people to make you not as scared of Batman. <laughs> the greatest trick that Robin ever pulled was to make people. It's the only way to survive the Joker is to not exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were driving along, back along a fairly busy road what here in Vancouver. We never get to the point. That would be good. Okay, I would say that would be typical. All right. We were driving back along a pretty busy road here in Vancouver, West Fourth kind of busy boutique kind of road. Yep. And we got to a light. We're waiting at the light. And then uh, we went to go when the light turned green. And then the car would not move forward. And then it wouldn't start. And then I put the hazards on. And I started phoning to uh, take care of like getting a tow truck to come out and get us. And, all and we got started. to meet lots of people who would stop by and go, what's your problem? Well, there are some people. Okay. There's people who are behind us who are honking at us, despite the fact that I had my hazards on. And didn't seem to understand what hazards meant. Maybe they thought I was yeah. turning in both directions. When are you going? Uh, and then they were upset. They sped past us to show that they were angry. Yeah. And then other kind people stopped to make sure we were all right. Then some officers of the law. A policeman also stopped to make sure that we were doing something. We're just sitting there enjoying ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, a, a gentleman came in a, a nice, he had a nice jacket, like a nice, uh, you know, kind of... Um, right. Short raincoat. Yeah, he was a nice man and a bit of a bossy boots. Bit of a bossy boots, but that's okay. Yeah. I didn't mind that. He was, you know, safer to be off the road. So he, he, you and he 
uh, pushed the pushed my car off the road while I simultaneously steered. Then we were joined by terrified. another gentleman, almost, uh, but he didn't really. He was he, just like coaching us. He. <laughs> Came on. See, I didn't get any of this because I was talking on the phone to the just, uh, a little pepper get, in that boy. With a little pepper, a little pepper in that boy. Like I don't think this is the coaching we need. Yeah, a little bit of chatter. Some hustle the out there. Hustle out there. Hustle. We want a picture, not a belly itch. I'm like, this isn't helping at all with the pushing of the car. <laughs> Waving a pennant. I think he was scoring at home as well. Yep. Uh And so uh, you and uh, Mr. Bossy Boots uh, got me around the corner. Right. Handshakes were exchanged. Yes, it was nice of him to to give a hand. Yeah, I mean, I, I know he's a little bossy, but sometimes in life it takes a bossy guy to get stuff done. Right. Sometimes you need bossy I'm people. I'm gonna check for my wallet right now. Oh, it's still with me. Okay, good. He's a good guy. <laughs> uh, and so then, uh, the car was of course sitting there with the hazards on. Then we were gonna. I was having some trouble. I don't know what's going on with my credit card right now. I've had some issues with it for the last little while. So mm-hmm. once again, it didn't work. It works some days, and then other days it doesn't work. It's Are you very a frustrating. criminal? Maybe because you're a it's, criminal. Well, it's because the card is in. Do you uh, do a lot of fraud? Yeah, it's my grandmother's name. That's the real old problem. Old grandma fraud. Old grandma fraud. <laughs> old mod fraud, as they <laughs> called her. Um, so then. <laughs> I think she went up against Uncle Scrooge a couple of years. <laughs> That's right. She yeah. did. Um, you okay? You sound like you're... Yeah, I'm choking a little bit. Okay. Please keep... <laughs> yes. How dare you judge me? <laughs> so then, so then uh, we were going to go off... Because of this problem with my card, we thought, well, we'll go get some money from the bank machine, be ready for this tow truck driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started walking across the street. Well, no, no. We were, here's the thing. Oh, yes. We were told. You call, you call the yeah, BCAA, yeah. and yeah. after a lot of uh, talk, uh-huh. uh, she went, okay, it'll be coming in an hour. Yeah. Uh, about an hour. Uh, we'll give you a 10 minute heads up yep. when it's coming. Sure. Sounds great. Yep. We start heading across the street and it, the you see a tow truck driver. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, that can't possibly. It is. <laughs> it is. We waited for him to come across the street and we we're like, oh, that's a BCA. It was tow truck. less than two minutes. It was, it was pretty good. Which is not an hour. You know, really, you shouldn't complain. It you is sh- kind of weird. You should because you were told an hour. Well, so you would have gone to do something and then would have know, missed the tow truck. I am not, not going to complain because I, I, I'm more than grateful that we didn't have to wait an hour for a right. tow truck to come. So you're saying you didn't run a couple of blocks. You run it. You run. Yeah, you I ran. Run? Yeah, because I didn't want you to be like they're going. So Sorry. anyway, hi. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah I guess. Okay. I guess all, everything should have happened before he. So anyway, uh, this fellow was a tow truck driver. He's also a knowledgeable, a bit of a mechanical fellow because he drives a tow truck and has to look after. people. Mm-hmm. He's a BCA tow truck driver. That's a little bit different than your average. What tow does truck that driver. stand for? Uh, BC uh, BCA is uh, British Columbia Automobile Association, Good. which you can be a member of and have a few perks, especially when you have breakdowns and such such like. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, but also they'll give you roadside assistance. So sometimes maybe you just have a battery that's dead, or you locked your keys in your car, or uh, you uh, have your grandmother's uh, body in the back because you stole her credit cards, mm-hmm. and you don't want anyone to know about it because right. you're still. Having the scam going that she's still alive and still right. paying for you know it's it's so all it's all really mod, elaborate mod fraud in the hot rod <laughs> my new how to book yeah uh, and so uh, you know so he opened he you know looked under the hood for me yeah told me that my uh, defrenopan yeah was on the uh, the defrenopan was banging against the bow bo wagon I believe it was called right and you said please sir I'm married <laughs> no my my timing belt broke oh, which was good. like. It's what's what made me laugh. What is, what is the secret to good uh, comedy stalling of your car? Timing belt. Timing belt. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, like, here's the thing: most people in the on the planet Earth mm-hmm. would be very upset that this happened to them, which I'm not. Of the planet Earth. 
<laughs> definitely not of the planet Earth. I think we've established that by this point of this 313 episodes in. But <laughs> what was pleasing to me was that... You can tell because he likes eating spaghetti <laughs> sandwiches. That sounds like something an alien would do as a tip-off. That's a real ALF <laughs> thing to do, right? Please try it. People out there, give it a try. We're having spaghetti at home. Mm-hmm. Get some white bread, put a little butter on it or margarine, whatever you like. Some hot spaghetti into there and eat it. And you will you will th- write to thank me. Anyhow, so... <sighs> Ian does not enjoy the, the thought of it. So much by that idea. The uh, thing is, is that last summer mm-hmm. I was told by my uh, uh, my car, ophthalmologist, my ophthalmologist, <laughs> that I'm I'm a good looking guy. <laughs> anyway, he should have said well looking though, because I look well. <laughs> anyway, no, I was told by this place I take my car to that I should get the timing belt re- replaced. Mm-hmm. To which I I said yeah. And I didn't do it. And you said you're going to replace so, the timing belt in the future. That's right. <laughs> and the timing belt went, I know it would be a good joke. <laughs> so then, you know, fast forward Wait to today. Wait for it, says the timing <laughs> belt. Wait for it. And we waited till after your daughter had told us about the funniest car crash she'd ever seen. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, all right. It involved wait, the BCAA track yeah, as well. Wait for it. <laughs> now. Nice. And there nice you go. Nice timing all around. So, yeah, this uh, I was warned. I did not heed the warning, and I, I'm paying the price. But, you know, I don't know what it is with me. I'm... I take disaster remarkably well. Sure. <laughs> Some people would be very upset and angry, and but, you know, what can you do with life? What can you do? Mm-hmm. People, what can you do? You can't do anything about it. It's just what happens. Sometimes- we had a stalling car uh, next to uh, the, uh, the, the building that's the roadhouse in Twin Peaks. We were doing a little Twin Peaks tour. Oh, in your car and stalled. Like, yeah, there was a... Uh, yeah, sometimes like after we fill it up with gas, it stalls for a bit. Like a like vapor lock or something? something? like that, yeah, mm-hmm. vapor lock. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, it stalled and it didn't look like it was going to start for a while. And it was like, oh, creepy being yeah, in yeah. the ra- road, yeah. uh, roadhouse. Oh, it's creepy. Uh, but we, we it, it started up again. Well, it's creepy. Like, it's hard. It's, it's scary to imagine being away from... Like being outside of the country and having your car... Yeah, I mean, the car isn't a medical emergency, but it's the second worst thing. Well, yeah, but it's exactly right. Second worst thing. I mean, it's still, you know, you don't know what it is. It could be expensive and you're kind of stuck. Not as expensive as a medical emergency, but yes. No, no, I agree. That is my biggest fear when you leave the country as a Canadian is like, oh, we always get insurance. I was going to say, we always get insurance. Which you can get through BCAA. Oh, man, just what what kind of deal (laughs) did you make with this guy? (laughs) Keep dropping BCAA through the whole thing. So long story short, uh, your car is gone. My car is now gone. Uh, to a better place. Uh, to, to playing a, with a farm in a farm with all the other cars uh, gone to a, it's upstate. Gone, it's gone to a very good Volvo repair place. I really like them. They're always reasonably priced. Uh, they never, even though I drive a Volvo, which is a foreign car, so it involves with foreign car money. Right. You know, like you have to pay extra for your parts and things like that because they come from outside. They're imports. Which you know, when I bought the car, I basically bought the car like this. I saw it. I was looking for a car because my other car got driven through by someone at a light. Right. And so I needed to get a car and I got paid out by my insurance company and I had money. And I said, well, this car, I like this car. I'm going to go look at it. It's standard. That means my criteria for a car. I went there. I looked at it and said, okay, if there's nothing majorly wrong with this car, I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. And so I did because I could get it for the price that I had got from uh, from uh, my, my insurance. But anyway, that car... Uh, you know, but I didn't really know when I bought a foreign car that there's like, uh, you know, those costs of having a foreign car is, you know, you're paying for import prices for some of the parts for it. Uh, but these, this company that I go to, I'm just going to say their name, Ed Schramm Motors. Ed is yeah. in Ed, your friend Ed. Sure. His last name's Schramm. Sure. 
and he has a As place. It's a real shram. It's a like it's, rhymes with scam. Is that right? You yeah. think it, you're saying Ed rhymes with your battery's dead? Yeah. Shram rhymes with it's a big scam. <laughs> this is not making me feel better. Uh, motors is in that they deal with mm-hmm. cars that have motors inside them, and so Etra Motors. But they always do like a great job of like finding a reasonably priced replacement parts. Oh, good, good. Okay. For instance, the reason I was there last year was my alternator went in the car, which is fine. Alternators go. That's a natural part of driving. As your alternator goes. The problem with modern cars, though, like the alternator in this car, had to be able to plug into the computer system of the car. It couldn't. You just couldn't buy like some off-the-shelf alternator, or you could, but your part of your electronic system wouldn't work the same. Mm. So you got to pay extra for it. But you know, they found the best they could, and I feel like they gave me a good deal. Oop! When you hear a siren, get scared <laughs> and take a drink. Uh, luckily, that when the policeman stopped beside us, he did not whoop at us. He just nope. rolled his window down and said, "Everything and went, okay?" We and went. went. <laughs> he basically said. What's up? We said our car's broken down. He said, are you taking care of it? We said, yes, we're calling a tow truck right now. And he said, aces. And then he drove off. Yep. I like that kind of do- doing their duty, but not too diligently. Because <laughs> you don't want to deal with it. I'm already talking on one phone. It was hard when that guy came to push the car. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm trying to talk to this lady to get arrange us getting a car picked up. And right. he's yelling away at You're me. You're trying to flirt with her at the same time? Well, I do that with everyone. Yeah. I have a great phone voice. <laughs> It's inappropriate at that you know, time to be doing it. I do it with you all the time when we talk on the phone. Yeah, you're like uh, she's asking, like, so you have a start call a car, and it's like, yeah, uh, where are you, where are you, uh, how, how many cars you got stalled? One that I know of. <laughs> it's just that kind of thing, doing that kind of <laughs> weird, weird thing that makes no Slightly. sense. Yeah. But that's flirting. It doesn't really have to make sense at all. Nope. You know, just the both both sides have agreed that we're we're in this conversation. Yeah. And we're just gonna let it see where it goes. Into nonsense, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, I was in a car accident. Oh, did it hurt? You mean when I fell from heaven? What? <laughs> <laughs> into your lap. Look, I'm asking, do you need an ambulance? <laughs> Best time to flirt. That's right. So anyway, yeah, I was pretty excited. We took a cab back to the office and we're starting our second podcast now, The Night. Yeah, and we're about halfway through it. It really worked well filling, filling the time. <laughs> yeah, I really feel that time. Life should be an adventure. If it can't be an adventure, I mean, if it can't be... If, like, if it can't be an adventure, at least be pleasurable. This is my view of... <laughs> and this relaxing. Is, that's right. This is my view of my life. If I can't be successful, at least it can be interesting. Right. You know, so that's fine. I agree. Now, you can let us know if that was interesting. Yes, please. <laughs> please do. Uh, this is episode 313. Lucky episode, as you can yep. tell. Yeah. Just by the fact that we got a bunch of material out of just a minor sure. hiccup. Now we a thousand dollar bill. We promised heck? a little something uh, on our last thing. We promised two things. To promise we didn't two really things? promise two things, but you know, uh, Bef- I was. I before was... we go into that. Oh sure, sure. Before we go, I... okay. You just say. Well, you're gonna say to me before we go into that. Sure. Yeah. No, but you can say your thing. No, no. Sure. You go first, and then I'll. I'll oh, I'll go it seems second. like you really have something to say. Though. Not really. Okay. Uh, we watched a little video about Dad Rock and the history oh, okay, of Dad let's, Rock. I want to. I want to talk about that. Thank yet. you for waving me off on that. <laughs> After all of that set up and just like, no, you, no, you, no, you. Well, how about this? No, 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 not that. <laughs> well, I think that's really interesting, but I, what I have to say is not as interesting. All right, what's your So thing? I'd rather build up to that. All right, and we also got a list of uh, Canadian things to talk about. Okay, too. okay. Uh, right, what's your thing then? My thing, I just, this was, I just want to talk a little bit about going to the gym. No, 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 no. <laughs> so anyway, see, how's that feel? Good? Feel good? All right, talk about going to the gym. Make me laugh. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I started going back to the gym uh, after two year layoff. Right. Um, and made, and the restraining order is lifted, and you're now allowed <laughs> back made, into the gym. I made a little uh, uh, for your all. Uh, mm. Once again, your awkward flirting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They it's well known at the at the gym. Yeah. There's a lot of people. Do ladies, you need a spotter. I always Dave say that. Th- yeah, there's always empty machines around <laughs> me. Um, 
I joined, yeah, I joined in September after two-year layoff. I made a little joke on Facebook uh, asking if there's such a thing as muscle amnesia. Because I just felt like there's no way my muscles were going to, like, remember right. so anything. muscle memory, muscle amnesia, that's yeah. good, yeah. Anything that's going to happen. Um, so, but my, v- my, my, my kind of rule about going to the gym is that you cannot judge what's happening for three months. Oh, okay. Like, because nothing's going to happen for, for a long time. Nothing, like, majorly you know that you're not going to see like big changes right. you're until just, you're going to feel the aches the but third yeah it. yeah the third month you're going to start to see some changes you're going to start mm. to notice yourself other people around you might notice but you're not going to notice because you're still kind of feeling not so good about yourself that's what you're at the gym okay. for about second month in you hit a terrible place though in your gym gym workout this is where you're still kind of fat you still got a little bit of chub on you sure but you have muscle underneath it mm. and so it feels like the the chub has separated itself from your body, and it's just like this sort of bouncing thing that's existing separately from your muscles. Interesting. Okay. And it's really disconcerting because then there's nothing that makes you feel fatter than that. Because before you were just like out of shape, you were just like one giant ball of softness. Right. Now you've got your kind you of yourself. You were a 1950s tough guy. I was <laughs> worse than that. I was the I was the 1950s character actor. Mm, no, 1950s tough guy, <laughs> which still has a bit of a paunch on him. Okay. It's a bit of something. So yeah. then, so then. Uh, I, uh, yeah, so, yeah, you reach this point where it's really disconcerting because it actually makes you feel like that you're fatter than you actually are. Okay. And it can be kind of off-putting. You can feel like, this is not working at all. This whole gym thing is a sham, a scam. It's a shram. Right. Um, it's an Ed Shram. Yeah. It's a total Ed Shram. It is a, what is it again? What is Ed? Battery's dead. It's a scam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, but, you know, the important thing is to work past that point, like get past that disconcerting oh i suddenly feel like really gross did someone tell you this or is this something you've discovered yourself no it's something you discovered myself okay because like you know when i went to the gym before i went through the same feeling like i went through the same thing but it's been a while right because i started working out in in grade 12 i started doing i started working out okay what started you off doing that vanity all right i thought girls would like me more okay didn't work by the way um that was also an age where there was a lot of girls named vanity <laughs> apollonia yeah. yeah, and then and it's then weird. basically Prince dated they all, worked all of them. With, <laughs> they all worked with Prince. There were six of them. There's six vanities. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, so I started. You know, I just started like simple. I just started doing push-ups mm-hmm. and sit-ups in my bedroom. That's very simple. Yeah, and I thought this. Did you use dynamic tension? You ever do the Charles Atlas thing? I would. I would listen to the the 10cc song Dynamic Tension while I was working out. You're right. Uh, you know the Charles Atlas thing though, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that is an, it. Does work? Sure. You know, you just it's force against force. What's his name? Sorry, sidebar. Was his yeah. name really Atlas, or did he just? I really don't know. Because I feel like his name was Chuck something else. Charles Lieberman. Like Chuck Chuck Lebowitz or something. Yeah, yeah. Just that like, seems hey Chuck, what do you got? I got a thing. I get Yorker. muscle. What's your What's you gonna call? It? I call it the Lebowitz method. <laughs> Listen, I love your first name, Chuck. Not quite. Let's make it Charles. Love it. What else? Uh, let's just uh, Hercules. No, too much. Atlas. Yeah. Like it. Let's like go it. with you that. Can lift Charles up the Atlas. Earth. It's advertised in every comic book for 50 years. You can you can lift up the earth and kick sand in some guy's face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I started doing that, and you know I just thought it would make me more attractive. And then my brother was given a weight set from my uncle, who I guess was just didn't want a bunch of weights hanging around because he wasn't using them. So he gave them to my brother, who wasn't too interested in using them. So I started using those weights, and I started lifting and uh, skipping rope and stuff like that. And then I started doing like wind sprints and things. And I did that, I guess, until I got cancer. And I kind of stopped after that. Okay. Then I became a dad. And then I went into soft dad phase. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're so busy. 
being a dad, you don't really have time to go to the gym and stuff like that. So I think it was around 35 that I went back to the gym again. And so, yeah, I experienced it then. You know, I went from, went from being a pretty fit young teenage boy to, to being a kind of out of shape dad. And I was, you know, I was a farrier and stuff. So I had muscle, you know, but I had work muscle. I didn't have like, and I did, I, you know, I was carrying a bit of a gut and whatnot. So I said, to heck with this. I saw actually, uh, Lisa took a picture of me on a swing set one time with my shirt off. I saw that and just went, what the hell's happened? So I'm going to the gym. So we started going to the gym together and, and yeah, I went, I've been, so I went from like age 35 to age 50-ish. You went with Lisa to the gym? She, we joined at the same time. Okay. We wouldn't go together too often because our lives are, our work, working lives are separate. But right. So, you know, but sometimes we go together, so often we would go apart. Um, and because I worked in Langley, it was really easy for me to go to the gym. I would just drive by it on the way home and then I would, so I drove by, I would feel really guilty and then I would turn uh-huh. in and, and do my workout. Um, and then I was off for two years. So now yeah, then I've gone back again. So I'm going from like my kind of soft, slightly soft. And once again, I'm working a pretty physical job working sure. at the, the door company. But, you know, it's diff- working, working hard is different than working out, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, like working hard, you're not really, you know, you might be huffing and puffing a little bit, but you're not going to have like 20 minutes of huffing and puffing, you know, like you would get going on, on a cross trainer or running or whatever. So... You know, you you get more at the gym, like because you need that. And also, I really like the focused part of the gym, like mm-hmm. the fact that you're at the gym and you're gonna work out. You know, when I was a teenager and a young man, it was easy to do it because I was at home. You know, twenty three hours of the day, so I just felt like oh, I could just do this. Yeah, whenever. free time. But uh, as you get older, it gets harder. Um, so now I get up at five thirty in the morning to go to the stupid gym. Dear Lord, that's all right. Five thirty, but it, it gets it, it gets it out of the way. That's true. And you know. I go to work, and if it never makes you tired for work, I always feel really good. Like, oh, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Because going to the gym actually makes you feel like more energetic, like more energized. What's your and, most tired time of the day? Uh, Mid afternoon. I could easily have a siesta from two till four. And you would, would like not. living in Spain. Yes, I would. I often say that I should live there. Uh, and my my wake up time of the day is nine o'clock at night. Okay. I have never have a, I have more more energy at nine at, at night than I have for the rest of the day. Although that's kind of changing now as I get older. I'm starting to find I'm. Fitting, maybe that's because I'm getting up at 5.30 in the morning. To yeah, go to the probably, gym. <laughs> yeah. I would say that, that does make sense. Because I go to bed at midnight still. So I go to bed at midnight and get up at 5.30. So you just get, uh, you just get uh, well, you don't immediately go to sleep, do you? Or do no, you? I like to read. So you get like about five hours of sleep a night? Maybe. Okay. That's a lot for me. No. No, that's what I usually get. Okay, I know that's usually you get. But yeah. I would say if you talk to like, say, a doctor and said like, hey. Uh, you know, doctors, much... what do they know? Yeah, medicine. Yeah. Human body. <laughs> Health, health issues. It's a good point. But I think if you talked to a doctor and said, like, I get five hours sleep a night, mm-hmm. they'd say something along the lines of, yeah. get more. I would say, probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, when they go start going to the gym, they A, look for immediate results. Sure. Which you're going to f- notice a little bit when you first start, because you're going to tone up what you have. But, mm-hmm. you're, but you need to, like, push through that two-month bleak desert that you kind of have to face. And you're not going to see any like tangible results for yourself it, it, until around the third month. So say you got hired for a Marvel movie, when would you be cut? As in like... Okay, well, those that's a bit different because those people, I mean, like I don't I don't change my diet when I go to the gym. Like I, okay. those those people are like, they're getting like portion packs of food to eat. Like they not only do they have like a trainer, a professional trainer, Dietitian. they have professional dietitians and they're getting all this nutritional information and they're being cut down to like chicken and rice meals mm-hmm. with protein bars this time and protein shakes and all this kind of stuff like that and that's a bit different i mean that would you ever go that route would you ever like no, alter your like diet a, as well seems like a lot of work and i really actually don't like that look of sort of hyper fit hyper okay. fit look i don't really like it very much i like people to look in shape 
but I don't want. I don't. I just feel this looks phony to me. Like it looks fine in a movie, mm-hmm. you know. But which is always like just one scene usually, unless you're Thor, in which case maybe two scenes. Yeah. But for the most part, in like the Marvel movies, there's always one scene where the guy takes they take the shirt off, his, off. Yeah, that's right. And just one scene. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this was months. Yeah. Months for this one scene of taking your shirt yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. Months, not just months, but months of like, yeah, a, hi- a highly uh, disciplined living where right. you're you're not eating like pizza or drinking beer. Or... And I don't want to be a dink about it, but like, look, I've seen that technology where you can make Professor Xavier look 30 years younger. You can add a muscle on here or two, right? Like, I think they how, do that how much too. can you CGI yeah. some abs on there? Like, just do it. Don't make them like work out for four months to one shirt off scene, mm. and then like Paul Rudd's got it back on again. Yeah, and like he's in the floppy out Ant Man outfit. And like, well, what was this all about? Yeah, but uh, I mean, they still have to look in shape, and also they're doing physical stuff, so they need to yeah, be in it's shape good to be for physical, that. But it's not you're really trying to get those abs. Mm. Like it's like everyone. Yeah, them, a little overrated, I think. And I can't really do that. And every one of the Marvel films has yeah. the guy taking the shirt off at some point and just because my stomach muscles were cut in half twice. I can't do the six pack. I could probably do a, a seven pack maybe. And also, they pushed all the fat to one side of my stomach, so okay, I have like one side is, you know, has very little fat, and then the other side has this kind of little. Well, you know who has a seven pack, paunch. right? Batman. He has a seven pack. Yeah. Did you see Lego Batman? Oh, that's right. That's right. He has a seven pack. Yeah. And yeah. you sleep uh, one hour more than Batman, who sleeps four hours. Mm. You might be Batman. What a show off! Remember when we were talking about Batman? Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. I've never seen you and Batman in the same place. Well, no. You don't know how many seats Batman has in his car. (laughs) Bullshit. You're sitting in the car with him. Batman. Your daughter lives in a cave. (laughs) Of course you're Batman. Uh, more Ooh. the fool eye. More the fool <laughs> eye. That was smart of you, though, like uh, putting the thing on on Bruce Wayne. Mm. You know, going, hey, how about that Bruce Wayne? That's probably Batman. That's the kind of thing Batman would do. Just uh, pawn that off on a millionaire who lost his his parents when he was a kid. Yeah. Give him the, ah, oh, yeah, this all makes sense now. Yeah. And you're telling about your workout regimen? <laughs> Same like the Batman would do? I don't. I don't want to change the topic, but that that ends my uh, my enthusiastic rah rah for the for the gym. Okay, so rah-rah I just want to point that gym. out, just because right. I, I it's just something I'm going through right now, and I just thought, you know what, let's share this experience. I like watching. Uh, I like watching the videos of people that do the uh, Marvel workout, and they go like, "I'm going to do what uh, Hugh Jackman did for Wolverine because okay. I'm the same age as him." Okay. Then they try it, and it doesn't even really work. Well, but, yeah, because there's a physical element too. That oh no, they do both. They do both the thing. They no, like, no. I mean, there's a. There's a genetic freakiness to mm. someone like Hugh Jackman that helps them that not everyone has. Like you know, you can you can work. I could work it all all year, and I would never look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, because I just don't have what he has. You know, he has a genetic, you know, disposition to be highly muscle. Yeah, this muscled. was really all he. Did I know he too. also used steroids and things like that, but naturally he also tends to build a muscle you know there's different types of body types yeah he was the number one bodybuilder in the world so yes. you can't really compare to that but i mean any one of those people i mean he's not he's not the only bodybuilder in the world there's no lots no of people but he was the body. number one bodybuilder sure. in the world for sure. his time yeah mm-hmm. yeah beat Lou, Lou frigno if Lou frigno had tried a little bit harder uh he wouldn't he wouldn't have been governor of California. he was better than if you have you ever watched pumping iron the movie pumping i don't iron? think so no it's a very good documentary why did uh, schwarzenegger win then he psyched him Psych him out, yeah, really did. It's quite, quite an interesting film to watch because you can watch him psych him out. Mm. Yeah, it's quite interesting. That makes sense. And then, yeah, he um, was scared. He was scared of Frigno in terms of like because he wanted to have like an unbeaten streak, and he was going to retire after this final match that the movie that the movie's taking place during. And uh, yeah, he was seriously seriously worried about Frigno. He it says in the film, Frigno is better than me, but I won. I beat him mentally. It's uh, and both of those guys still in good shape. 
Mm-hmm. Both mm-hmm. of those guys uh, still. Uh, well, I mean, that's their thing, right? I mean, that's what made made them who they are. So they kind of gotta. I think they enjoy it too. I mean, that's what probably why they are who well, they were. When you see Lou you know? Ferrigno, I haven't seen Arnold Schwarzenegger in person. But when you see Lou Ferrigno, he is still Lou Ferrigno mm-hmm. in all yeah. aspects. You're like that guy is aging well. Uh, there's some things about him that aren't great, but there's uh, <laughs> physically seems good. Yeah. Seems, uh, good. Good on him. Yeah. What are the there's like three body types, right? Okay. There's mesomorph, which are people who oh, okay. naturally yeah, get yeah, muscly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Endomorph, people yeah. who are heavier. And the ectomorph, you know, stick insect people. Yep. And then there's the oh, there's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is a totally, totally that's a totally different. There's one. the character Morph from the X Men who can become anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, Morph and Mindy. I remember reading about alien. it in. I remember reading about it in in a Robertson Davies book, maybe the Rebel Angels, and it talks about it in there. And then they have one that was like a I can't remember what it's called. It was a name, and it talks about women who are really like dynamite shape when they're in their late teens early 20s and stuff like that and then they later they'll get heavier later mm-hmm. but it's already there but we you know because we at this time yeah you know big hips and, and big boobs and stuff like that were popular yeah and so it's just like you're just in that sweet spot and then of course you'll just sort of once you hit your second puberty and your metabolism slows down look out yeah people don't really talk about second puberty that much uh but that's basically what you go through in your 30s yeah yeah oh yeah understood uh we we're talking about authors Sorry, this just put me off to this for a second. Okay, sure, sure. Because we've been having a lot of like real rain and darkness. Yeah, whatever. It's awesome. Awesome. And, and uh, Dylan Reimer mentioned something. Uh, Dylan Reimer has not been a guest on the show, but will be at some point in the future. Uh, he's a comedian. Uh, and works at a video store. Uh, likes movies. Uh, but was talking about <laughs> Philip K. Dick and saying how mm. uh, he used to live in Vancouver. Yes, he did. And he wrote uh, "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep" yep. while he was in Vancouver mm. and looking at the weather outside, going. Uh, is that, is that true? I don't think that's true, actually. Well, then you call him a liar. I gotta, I might have to call him a liar because Dick was here in the early 70s. And when did he write? Uh... I think he wrote Do Andrew's Dream Electric Sheep in the 60s. Ah, I see. Well, hmm. we're going to have to invite Dylan on the show so think, you can call him a liar. I think that was a very... Um, I'm gonna, I have to look it up, sorry. So No, I understand that you have to look because it up. I, I, I don't just, want to call him a liar. Just as, a, as a big Dick fan, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry that you don't know the, uh, the day of the book like right off uh, the top of your head. 1967. Though. No, I don't know. I just, uh, let me look it up here. But I'm just curious. Um, I wish I could f- remember his, uh, when he was here in Vancouver. But I, he was going through a very bad time when he came here okay. to town. He actually didn't like it here very much. He found uh, Vancouverites very sarcastic. He didn't enjoy our, our, our dry sense of humor. Yeah, well, we made fun of his name a lot. No, that wouldn't be very Phil weird. Dick? That yeah, I mean, that's going to be a tough name attempt- to have, like, no matter what. He attempted suicide when he was here. Well, now I feel bad that I made a joke. You should. Tell me about that before I make the jokes. <laughs> All right, so what's it looking like? Uh, 1968. Oh, and and my, when did he live my here? My phone is dying, so I... And when did, uh, when did he I'm live pretty here? sure it was in the early 70s. He came up here for a, for a convention. Yep. For probably, probably maybe... I'm not too sure which one it was. But anyway, he came up here for a convention, and he decided to stay for a while. He fell in love with a girl. He does mention Stanley Park in uh, one of his books, probably The Divine Invasion, I think. Okay. And he says it's the most beautiful park in the world. Oh, that's nice Yeah, to say. it was nice of him to say that. But um, yeah, he found us a little too dry for his his kind of West Coast hippiness. Didn't hmm. really take to our, our more, you know, this is a different Vancouver, right? Yeah, yeah. This is not... A bit sharper. A bit, bit more British in its, yeah. in its you know, in its... its way of talking and way of being so you know we had a little bit of that sort of you know americans 
Yeah, that's us. <laughs> yep. What a bunch of dinks we are. Uh, so would you rather right now talk about Dad Rock or Canadian, uh, Canadian Well, let's shows? talk a little bit about Dad Rock because I've. Uh, All right. it's kind of interesting. You, you showed me a video, which now I can't watch because my phone just turned off forever. Um, you showed me a film called... Um, uh, the History of Dad. The History of Dad Rock. That's yeah. right. And it's a little animated thing. And I thought it was interesting. I, I don't know how accurate it is. What would, what did they define Dad Rock as? Well, well, one thing is I don't I don't really like the term Dad Rock. I don't think that... As a dad who likes to rock. Yeah. Because I think it's too vague a term. Like, if you're going to talk about like bands like Steely Dan and, you know, can you compare Steely Dan and the Eagles? I know they both Well, let's of, first of all get the definition of what they say Dad Rock is. Well, they say Dad Rock is music that dads like, basically, Generally. Right? Okay, yeah. And then... They said it was sort of like... The, it also was the alternative scene as they aged from their 20s well, to that's 30s right. as they become to dads, 40s. Yeah. As they become dads, they appreciate... They begin to appreciate, rather than music that's aggressive... And in your face, they want music that's more laid back and a little bit that more... That might have saxophone in it. Might have saxophone. But just it's more, it's more musical than the earlier stuff. Like, so instead of being a kind of aggressive, spiky music, it's more smooth, more ballads, more, you know... And, of course, the sort of Ne Plus Ultra... What the heck? Is that the TARDIS? Oh, is this... Okay, what are you guessing that was, folks? You got a guess? Dave, what was it? I think that was a, a runaway tuba. Yep, runaway tuba. That's right. That anyway, was a tube of ambulance. If you hear a if you hear a tuba, take a drink. Yep. Um, so and happy Oktoberfest, everybody. <laughs> Please. I know it's a little late for Oktoberfest. What the but, hell? You know, you know, it's Oktoberfest somewhere. It took right? us a long time to get here from our, from the broken down car. Uh, it was October when we had the the incident. Is it still October? Right? Is October over? No, yeah, it is. No. Yeah. Uh, Ever since Halloween was over, yeah. <laughs> so to me, Steely Dan is like the like the ultimate example of what I think of as yacht rock. Okay, like now, Steely Dan, known for reeling in the years and reeling for... in the years, yeah, and well, lots of songs. Ricky, don't lose most, that number. But mostly Peg. reeling in the years. It's all reeling of the years. That's the only song they ever. It's did. true. That's pretty popular. I remember reading a, 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 a Nick Hornby article, and he's talking about being at Tower Records. This is back in the days when there were record stores. I was at Tower Records, and there's these two young men there, and they they're looking at the Steely Dan box set Citizen, uh, which is a four CD box set. And the guy said, "Huh, it's a lot of CDs for one riff." <laughs> It's a good joke. There was a an AV Club uh, article today about uh, the surviving member of Steely Dan, and it was uh, Donald re- Fagan. Yeah, re- reeling in the lawsuits. Why? What's happening? Uh, it says people are suing each other. I don't know. You have to look it up yourself. Anyway, on I the will. AV Club, I will. Huh. All right. Oh, yeah, Walter Becker just recently died. Uh, the second, the other half of the because they, you know, they started off as a band, but they were really just two guys, Donald Fagan and Walter Becker, two East Coasters. They moved out to the West Coast. And then began to write a lot of songs about living on the East Coast. <laughs> but the original band was them, and then they had this extra singer. And so it's kind of weird. Like the first album has uh, Do It Again, okay. which you know that song. Yep. And Reel It in... Jack, Do It Again. That's right. And Reel It In The Years, yep. which are both sung by Donald Fagan. But it also has uh, Midnight Cruiser, I think the song's called, okay, which is sung by this one. other guy. I think his name was David Palmer or something like that. And then another song... Gosh darn it, I can't think of what it's called now. Oh, sorry. But That's all right. I remember hearing it one time. I like I thought I was a Steely Dan fan. I wasn't like I hadn't really like had everything by the group. I just started started to like them. Uh basically because I heard Reel It in the Years and like this countdown of songs and I went, Hey, this is really good. I used to not like them because they played them on CKW, which was my mum's radio station. Yeah. They would play um this was what it was. Before been, like, it became an all news station. Yeah, right? it would have been the one about uh uh Hey nineteen, probably from from Goat okay. Show. That was around that time period, and you know, so I just kind of dismissed them as smooth, smooth garbage. 
And then, but I was listening to like. But you did like the band Smooth Garbage. Love that band, but they were their music was spiky and interesting, right? <laughs> despite, despite their name, but but um, with the yeah, it was it was like a countdown of you know five hundred best songs of all time or whatever, and they played Reeling in the Years, and I was just like, woo, this song is great! Like this is a great guitar solo. This is really played by Denny Diaz, everyone, right. and it was just like a great uh, great song. And so then I worked was working in a used record store at the time. And so when I got to work, they had Pretzel Logic on the, the shelf, like on a CD thing displayed. And I was like, okay, I got to play this because I really like that song. And so I played Pretzel Logic, which begins with Ricky, Don't Lose That Number. And to me, every song on that CD is just, or on the album is great. Like it's just like great from beginning to end, just like a great album. And uh, that made me like Steely Dan. And then, you know, I had to kind of work to liking um, like the Royal Scam. It took me a little while to get to get into that, but you know. They're all great. They're all great. And by the way, Phil Hartman designed the uh, cover for Steely Dan's album Asia. Very nice. I know he also did one for Yes. I'm not sure who else. I don't he know. Did, did he do Yes? Yeah, I he know did he, a Yes album. Must so. have been a later one. Uh, he did, he did um, he did one for uh, Poco. Okay. For the one with the horse running on the cover. Yeah, he did a few. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, anyway, but I think to me, like Dad Rock, like Dad Rock is such a is such a variable phase because. Crosby steals uh, a Nash's logo. He also oh, that's designed. right. A later, later logo. Yeah, that's right. Um, dad rock is so variable because you know, like, what was dad rock for my dad was Elvis Presley. You know, and listening to like, like when I was a kid, my parents would buy me records, and I remember buying me like a collection of fifty songs. I got to interrupt to say I, he right. also did a Fire Sign Theater cover. That's right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Wow, that's something. Uh, Fighting clowns, I think. Okay. All right. Please, please continue. I will only interrupt if I see that he has designed a Yes album. Please go. And uh, so, you know, that, that was dad rock for my dad. You know, so I think that, that I don't think it works as a, but yacht rock is so evocative of like a time of like excess mm-hmm. and musicians making so much money that they, not only could they buy a yacht, but they could fill the yacht with cocaine. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, if there's no other reason to get into music, it's so that you can A, buy a yacht, B, fill the yacht with cocaine. And then whatever comes with cocaine, mostly women. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good deal all around. All right. It doesn't really exist anymore because no one makes that kind of coin. Also, you put those three things together and it doesn't last. Well, nothing lasts. Something's going to sink that boat. Sure. Just ask uh, Dennis Wilson. So then... Um, who is Dennis Wilson? A beach boy. Is that... Uh... The only real beach boy, actually, because he's the only one who surfed. Ah, very nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The bro- he was the drummer, the brother of Brian and Carl. And also a talented songwriter in his own right. Very good. And okay. I'd say he wrote songs, some songs as good as Brian's uh, in the later But he also enjoyed life. cocaine. He also enjoyed cocaine way too much and also alcohol. Mm-hmm. And all, but he was just one of those guys that were, didn't, he was, wasn't going to die. You know, <laughs> you know those guys? We've all met them. Yeah. I, I have a brother who's never going to die. You know, that's his attitude to I life. Oh, uh, uh, okay. That's his attitude to life. He, right. They just take insane risks yeah. because they're, they're just like these sort of like indestructible people. Who can jump off the roof of your second-story house right. into the pool in the backyard? Yeah, it works until it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. But when it doesn't work, they don't know about it. Mm. But in the meantime, nothing could possibly go wrong for them. It's a very—I can't live. To my be life fair, all of us are immortal, as far as we know. That's right. It's working so far, as Stephen Wright said. Yeah. Um, or so far, so good. I believe is what he said. Anyway, I spoil this joke. Also, it's Wright. a small world, but you wouldn't want to have to paint it. <laughs> He's right. Yeah. It's always right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, went to a twenty-four hour breakfast place. Oh, really? Yeah, they were closed. They went. They say twenty-four hours. And they went uh, not all in a row. <laughs> so good. Yep. The best of him is really great. Yeah, and the worst of him is in the Emoji Movie. I'll continue. <laughs> okay, but not in Reservoir Dogs. 
Was he not in Reservoir Dogs? He wasn't. He was a, the radio voice. Oh, nice. The, says the behemoth. Oh, cool. All right. Anyway. That's real dad comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I, I think one of the things that, got, that they say in it, which I think is true, is that we, as you get older, you do start to like that kind of music in a, in a weird way. Like, I've noticed uh, people like who are I would have considered to be very like alternative music focused have changed their focus into like listening to stuff from that time period. I listen to it, but to me, I've always listened to it. I've listened to it since I was, you know, 19. When I was hey, working 19. At, hey, 19, when I was working at a used record store and started listening to that kind of music, like I really changed, you know, I went through a phase where I listened to like, you know, 50s and 60s music growing up. Then when I was in my teens, I threw all that stuff out the window. You know, it was No Beatles, No Stones, 1977, right? The class song. And so I just listened to all modern music, nothing old. Would not even hear about it. Forget about it. Don't show me that garbage. It's all crap. I don't want to take those old records off the shelf. Nope. I don't want to listen to them by myself. All right. I didn't want to know about them. I didn't want to know about that song. I hated that song. I still hate that song, actually, but at the time, I really hated it. Do you like the movie Risky Business? Do I like the movie? Yeah. I, I seem to remember enjoying it when I saw it once. Yeah. I wonder if it would hold it, up. I was thought, anyway. thought in theater, but anyway. Yeah. Um, so then, so then uh, when, I, yeah, when I hit my late teens, I started to, started to become more interested in, uh, in like other kind of music and stuff like that. And particularly when I met David, David M. Okay. Because he was... Multiple guests he, on the show. He poo-pooed my, my musical tastes as being rather limited, which he was, ah, which he was right. Right. And sort of introduced me to stuff like Love. And, and, and the poo-poos. The Left Bank. And yeah. The, and the, the Grand Poo-poos. Uh, and so that all that, you know, kind of combined to make me into a music snob, but one with a with Catholic taste, with, with a wide variety of taste. I like jazz. I like rock and roll i don't really like blues very much but that's my, that's on me but um but yeah so i think so but i think dad rock or is different like dad rock is music that your dad likes okay and that's gonna influence or music you. that dads like dads like but yacht rock is different yacht rock is is seals and crofts it's steely dan it's it's poco it's toto it's eagles it's all these really smooth bands. And the reason those bands became really popular in the 70s was for one reason, one reason only. And that was the introduction of FM radio into cars. Okay. Because nothing sounded better coming out of your car radio than the smooth sounding music on your FM radio. There's even a song by a Dan called FM, celebrating FM radio. And I think maybe they knew we wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for FM radio. We could not snobbishly refuse to go on tour and merely do studio albums if it was not for the fact there's FM radio playing our smooth music so everyone can hear it, you know. And so all these bands, all of them, you know, they just, yeah, introduce saxophones and things like that. But like I say, the Naples Ultra is still laid on because they, sure, they introduced saxophones, but they had saxophone, like they had Phil Woods, the jazz saxophone playing. They had Wayne Shorter, Wayne Shorter, who played with Miles Davis on some of the greatest jazz okay. records of all time on Asia. You can yell uh, Wayne Shorter at me. I, it's not, I'm not going to know who it is, but I am curious. That's okay. Uh, okay. Well, it's great. Like he just showed like up. Like I say, you're saying Wayne Shorter, and then you look okay. at me and go Wayne Shorter. Wayne Shorter. Again, I feel like someone not, who doesn't not, speak English. I'm not, you're just <laughs> yelling at me. Cucumber sandwich. Cucumber it castle. It does not help. The me. Beach Boys or the Beach, the Bee Gees album. No, so because uh, you know, like you wouldn't call the Bee Gees dad rock or yacht rock right i mean they're a little different they're not they don't fall into that okay. category well they've, they've, and I wouldn't been, they've been many things and though, they mentioned paul mccartney and i wouldn't call paul mccartney yacht rock or dad rock well what was the album they were talking about with that one the first the one... first one mccartney his first solo album okay now what's on that album then uh, maybe i'm amazed would be the most popular song in there okay. a All lot right. of it's like a lot of diddling around because he had like 
he put a he installed a, a home recording studio in his in his farmhouse in Scotland, and then he just like banged on the drums and made a lot of noise, and then released an album. Okay, uh, and it's like maybe I've erased is a good song. Maybe Maze is a fantastic song. It's a great song. The, right, fair enough. The version by the faces. I'm, I'm not arguing with you. The version by the version by the faces is also very good. Okay, I highly recommend it if you haven't heard it. I have not. It's very good, but I wouldn't call that album dad rock or yacht rock or whatever because it, in a way it's almost kind of punk rock because just him fucking around and making a record. I mean, it's pre punk rock. Yeah, it's pretty kind of it's soft, but it's not. It's still. Is there such a thing as soft punk rock? No, punk rock is so it's such a limited thing. It's kind of. It kind of killed itself by 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 negating by not allowing it to itself to evolve. Yeah, maybe it's maybe that's what punk is though. It's not evolving. Maybe because as soon as something. it evolved, it became post punk, mm. right? So then you had that's when it really got interesting because then you just had a huge amount of all kinds of different bands that grew out of this. I'm trying to remember the name of the uh, folks that put together that animated thing on Dad Rock, but if you go if you go on YouTube and you see what it is. EV want, Club, isn't it? it? No, no, no. It's oh. uh, called like Sprocket or some such. Oh, okay, like, sorry. It's got some some name and I forget what it is, but go go check it out. We'll probably well, put it up uh, yeah, on... Yeah, I'll put it up on there. Uh, but yeah. yeah, then go to the people that did that and they've done a whole bunch of other mm -hmm. uh, animated sure, history things. of emo and... Yeah, yeah, about like the history of emo, the history of goth, mm -hmm. history uh, and like the best albums uh, or the best songs of the 70s and things cool. like that. Cool. Lots of things to argue about with your friends over uh, drinks i have a fun uh, C cd i bought because I, I bought a fantastic cd a long time ago called wayfaring strangers colon ladies of the canyon all right and what that album was uh was a collection of self like self-produced records mm -hmm. or records that have been recorded by say uh a, a girl who went to church and she wrote some songs and then the congregation went, "Hey, you're really a good singer. We'll put, you know, we'll get together five hundred dollars and, you know, make a, we'll make a little, you know, pressing of your album, and then, you know, cool. we'll sell out of the church and stuff yeah. like that." So over the years, uh, dedicated, you know, collectors have found these albums, and you know, a lot of them, and the best of them, have sort of risen to the top. And so what this was was a collection of of people of, of uh, female singers who are obviously inspired by Joni Mitchell. And some of them are religious and some of them aren't. Mm -hmm. um, most of them are unknown to us. One, Carolyn Payton, uh, I think she kind of did some stuff on Broadway and she sang, she did the singing in Aladdin. She did the singing okay. parts for, for the, the Disney film Aladdin for Princess Jasmine. But most of them you just wouldn't know about. They just had, a, you know, they just had these small little records that came out. And just lucky for us that there's dedicated nuts out there who will pay 25 cents for things that look interesting. All right. I'm going to let you know that uh, your uh, daughter is here right now. All right, do you want to run down together and I'll just continue talking as if I you're will. here? I will, just one second. <laughs> I'll slowly get up. And Actually, we'll just pause. All right. We'll pause. So what was I saying? Oh yes. So, so yeah. So they that was their f they, so they collected these into this uh, record called Ladies of the Canyon, which is a great record or a great CD. And then they put out other ones after that. They did like Lonesome Heroes, which is sort of male singer songwriters, 
and they did one about like guys who are influenced by John Fahey, the guitar player. He's played okay. like played sort of blues, but this uh, just instrumental stuff. And so like a bunch of people. And it's just really weird. But they did another one called <laughs> Yacht Rock. Oh, okay. and it's all like small. So people who wanted to do big Steely Dan or whatever kind of productions. But they didn't have the money, so they're kind of smaller scale attempts to do yacht rock. But it's very endearing. I really, I really enjoy oh, it. Nice one. Okay. Well, yeah. everyone, go listen. Go watch the uh, watch the video and see what you think. And uh, argue with Dave if you will. Please argue with me. If you I, dare. Nothing I enjoy more in life than arguing with people. Now we've had our rescuer show true. up. Uh, your your daughter Hi, has, has showed up, and uh, <laughs> she is going to drive you home. But before you do that, yes, sir. Uh, we uh, we were talking a little bit last time, maybe off mic, maybe on mic, about uh, <laughs> there's this countdown of the most Canadian shows and the most beloved Canadian shows. Yeah. And you and I, off mic, yeah. went through the first round. Yes. And you you matched almost person for person, or like show for show, yeah. the, uh, the, the, the ones that uh, the, the public had picked. So yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through a speed round now. Okay. It's, second, it's the second round. Okay. Speed round. Yeah. And you've got to tell me the better show this is of gonna the be, two. This is going to be harder because... This is uh, all Canadian. Yeah. Okay, ready? Okay. And this, because some of you... How, how this started was, I, I mentioned Friendly Giant on Facebook. A lot of you uh, responded. Quite a few of you responded. Your yeah. listeners of the show and went, who's that? Now, uh, so we're learning about yeah, things. Yeah. All right, you've got to decide which is the better. It's your personal choice. Okay. Kids in the Hall, Royal Canadian Air Force. Oh, okay. It's a personal choice? Yep. Kids in the Hall. Kids in the Hall. What, what would be the argument for Royal Canadian Air Force? Is it just their legacy? I think they, yeah, the length of time they're on their radio and, and television. Yeah. And a friend, I, a friend of mine who I used to do Canadian content with mm-hmm. my sketch group, uh, joined them in their uh, last couple of seasons. Yes, uh, Priscilla. Yeah, and I think that that show kind of suffered from Penelope, Priscilla, Penelope, Penelope born yeah, Jesus Penelope. Christ, Priscilla. But I think that show kind of suffered from the fact that the original cast kind of dis- disappeared over time, and you're le- and it just became all replacement people. All right, the general public agrees with you on that. Kids in the mm-hmm. hall. Okay. Trailer Park Boys. Okay. Yep. All right. That is the Maritimes on Trailer Park Boys yes. versus King of Kensington. Well, I'm going to say Trailer Park Boys. More recent. Oh, well, you also will agree with them as well. King of Kensington, you remember being it better than it was. You you look back on I it. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it was. A, I never never really watched it. Myself. The Newsroom, okay. Ken Finkelman's, yep. uh, The Newsroom, mm-hmm. SCTV. SCTV. You are agreeing along the way. <laughs> the Red Green Show. Okay. Okay. Red Green Show. Yep. Corner Gas. Okay. I'm going to say Corner Gas because New York Show. People are gonna remember that show. Very good. Do South. You're still. You're still exactly. Paul Gross's show. Do South. Littlest Hobo. Man, if I could choose. Yeah, both have. Uh, both have husky dogs in them. Both have husky. You're calling Paul Gross a, hus- a husky. He's dog. a husky fella. Yeah. He shops in the husky section. Um, I'm gonna say Littlest Hobo would win. Yeah, that. again, you agree with the general public. Uh, Road to Avonlea. Mm-hmm. And good old, uh, good old and, Megan fellows. And Anna Green Gables. Road to Avonlea is not Megan fellows. Oh, it's Avonlea oh, is Sarah okay. Polly. Uh, oh, that's right. But I'm going to say Anna Green Gables. That show Anna is Green that show's beloved. Da beloved Vinci's Inquest. Okay. Beachcombers. You are exactly down the line with the general public. Danger Bay. Yes. Degrassi Junior High. Degrassi, come on. Oh, exactly. You went exactly through the whole thing. So I'm just I'm just going to go with. I kind of started. I kind of started trying to guess which ones won rather than going personal choice. All right. All right. Here here we go with with this then. We've gone down to let's see. Okay. Now we're now we're now we haven't got votes on this yet. Kids in the Hall or Trailer Park Boys. Kids in the Hall. All right. SCTV 
Or Corner Gas. SCTV. Yeah, I got to go with that. Even, even Brett Butt would agree. Lilith Tobo, yep. Anna Green Gables. Anna Green Gables. Okay. Beachcombers and Degrassi. Degrassi. All right. Nice. Okay. Now, here's, here's, uh, here's some I mean, Beachcombers, I remember fondly, but I'm sure if I watched it now, I would, I would shudder. Okay. Shudder, I tell you. Going to go through a couple more here. Okay. All right. Uh, Friendly Giant and Polka Dot Door. Polka dot. Well, I just want to sing the song for. Okay. Polka dot door. The polka dot door. Let's go through the polka dot door. But I'm still gonna say friendly giant stories and so much more. The polka dot door. Right. And I'm still gonna say friendly giant though. Yeah. And I I was friends with a guy who was in polka dot door. Dennis. Okay. Was he the door? He was not. Oh. He was not kangaroo or whatever that guy was. Fraggle Rock or Fred Penner's place. Fraggle Rock. Has to be. Mr. Dressup or Reboot? Come on, what Mr. Dressup, please. The Raccoons uh, or Are You Afraid of the Dark? I'm going to go with the Raccoons. All right. You agree with it? We've got to give Nelvana something. Tommy Hunter Show. Tommy Hunter is my brother. Tommy Hunter Show yep. or Street Sense? Knowing that your uh, your podcasting partner wrote for Street Sense. Okay. Has this already been voted on? Yes. My heart is with Street Sense, but I think the Tommy Hunter Show would have taken That's it. That's the only one you've been off on. Really? Street Sense win? Yep. Body so break my heart. or Jonovision? I don't know what body break is, so I'll say Jonovision. That's where the uh, two, uh, the couple, not really a couple, isn't mm. romantic, but they do fitness things. Okay. Uh, Wayne and Schuster. But who, 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 okay. who was it Jonovision? Jonovision or body break? I'm going to say Jonovision. Uh, body break one. Uh, Wayne and Schuster yep. or reach for the top? Who? Reach for the top. Wayne and Schuster was the winner, but <gasps> fair enough. Uh, NFB shorts yep. or heritage minutes? NFB shorts. All right. That uh, did not win. All Darn right. it. Now we're gonna They're go. better, though. Now here we go. Here we go. This is the, we're getting to the finals. National Film Board Shorts lost to Heritage Minutes. Yeah. People really love the Neighbors won. Na- ma- neighbors, neighbors lost. Neighbors lost to Heritage Minutes. To uh, The Big Snit lost to Heritage Minutes. It lost, it lost, you know what it lost to? It lost to, uh, hey, Lois, I, I'm making the Superman guy. And, uh, and hey, those peach baskets are, we invented basketball. Uh, Friendly Giant versus Fraggle Rock. Friendly Giant. Okay. These aren't, haven't been voted on yet. Raccoons, okay. Mr. Dress Up. Mr. Dress Up. Yep. Body Break, Street Sense. Street Sense. Right, thank you. Uh, Wayne and Schuster, Heritage Minutes. Heritage Minutes. All right. Very good. Fuckers. I don't know how things have gone since this time. We'll check back in later. If you don't know what any of those things are, please ask us. We'd be happy to tell you. Hmm. Heritage Minutes were, uh, again, just a little, uh, little quick one-minute long yeah. things the Canadians are proud of or ashamed of. Should be proud of. Like Laura Secord's famous run... To get some chocolate. Get some chocolate. Uh, what else was in there? The um, Standard Time. Adventure Standard Time by yeah. a Scottish person. Um, the uh, uh, Damn, I'm forgetting who it was. But uh, being told like uh, what Canada meant and thinking it was the name of the oh, country. Yeah. Kanata. Kanata and uh, not knowing it meant village. Yeah. And uh, it was the one that made us look like boobs because we didn't uh, figure <laughs> that out. That was that. It's all right. Uh, women not being people. There was that. And, That's uh, right. Pers- pers- uh, pe- women a person. Women were not people in Canada until 1983. Joe Schuster co-creating Superman. Yes. And uh, that's an annoying one because he's, he's with a friend named Lois who is just telling him to give up on his dreams and he's a big loser. And you're like, well, shut up, Lois. Shut up. You're just a terrible person. And did that Which, actually happen? Fair. Did that actually happen or are they just making it up? Just make it. Well, so- he did. He was friends with Simon and Lois. Oh, yeah. okay. But was the, she a jerk like that? I, you know what? Everyone was a jerk back then. No, they weren't. Yeah. Who wasn't a jerk in the past? Well, Name someone. You're right. Yeah, there you go. Everyone's an can't asshole. Help it. You can't help it. That's why they're all dead, because they're jerks. <laughs> that's how it that's works. the earth purging itself of is that, jerks. Zips, is that how it works? That's how it works, that. yeah. Yeah, those are really unfortunate. I mean, 
to to kick, basketball creation of basketball to kick and if the national film board the creation of the national film board which is like a huge history of great great stuff mm-hmm. uh for some really cheesy 80s uh stuff that played before movies that's the thing though we were forced to watch the uh, well so we were forced to watch a lot of nfb we stuff were forced, as well. yeah because t- teachers would have them in class because you know. and it was in front of movies like things like the cat came back played before mm, yeah. movies and stuff and for a while good. we had that it's pretty good it's not my favorite thing ever, but it's pretty good. Yeah, and again, the uh, log roller, log rollers waltz. Uh, the log uh, log drivers waltz. Log drivers waltz. Yeah. I wrote a parody of that called the Blog Writers Waltz. Uh, <laughs> that is on, uh, the irrelevant show did, the and they really fly. got it. Oh yeah, hey, black, black fly, fly little black fly, always black fly, no matter where you go. Yeah, die with black fly, pick my bones, North Ontario, Iowa, North Ontario. That's a good one. Yeah, I said the big snit's great. It's um, part of our heritage. What's the one? Uh, uh, getting started. Getting started. That yeah. is so good. So good. Yeah. Listen. Oh, and hey, we've even had uh, guests of the show. We have had guests of the show on. Who have had NFB films that have won Academy Awards. You know, it's just... David Fine and Alison Snowden. That's right. Why didn't we bring them up first? They're friends of because ours. Because I'm modest for people that I know. I am a modest person, and I can't help but be modest for other people. Okay. It's just my, it's just my way. I don't know Richard Condy, but I know David Fine and Alison Snowden. So I have to be a little modest for them. Sorry. But what they do is awesome. I think we could. I think the uh, the Academy Award speaks volumes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Because that is one thing that's voted on by the people who actually care. Because mm-hmm. most of the people who aren't part of that aren't part of the animation industry don't really spend too much time thinking about that stuff. But anyway. Agreed. Uh, trying to think of anything else in there that people wouldn't know about. Lilith Tobo, you'd know about. It's a dog. It helps people. Uh, it's crazy. Sa- Do South was actually an yeah. American show. Did that, we talk about we- Hobo or Phobo before? No, explain. Oh well, uh, on the local sports station, uh, they had a, one of the older, ho- one of the hosts that are gone now, former hosts, I guess I should say, uh, had a sex- uh, segment on the show called Phobo or Hobo. I'm really sure we talked about this, but he would they would have like a list four different outrageous plot lines, ah, okay. and then you had to guess which one didn't actually ha- happen on Littlest Hobo. Oh, but all four of them are crazy, and we did talk about this before okay. because you and brought the, up. And the answer is they all they all happened on Littlest Hobo. Oh, Tobo. they're just always they're, they're bonkers. There's nothing that's too crazy for Littlest Hobo. Bonkers. They really need to bring they really need to bring that back and continue the idea that he's an immortal dog, which is what is actually part of the thing. Though there was a there was a movie of Littlest Hobo like in the late 50s early 60s and then there was a 60s british show mm. and then it was in the 80s and when i went to a taping of uh i think it was the alan thick show but it could have been the don heron show yeah uh, don heron show replaced the alan thick show uh they had all five london's uh on there and that was the dog that played littlest tobo and they all oh, okay. had a certain thing they could do well oh interesting one was a good close-up dog one mm. was a good stunt dog one sure. was another thing one was another thing but yeah littlest hobo was actually five dogs which means they should have had an episode where someone cloned hobo <laughs> and they would, you wouldn't be able to justify all yeah. of the uh hobos interesting yeah uh, our robo new... hobo why was that never a thing why was there never a robot littlest hobo i think a little thing called budget well, all you do is like you have like him come up and like have a you know you do the effect of have his eyes glow and then at some point someone just peels up a bit of his fur and there's that robot patch underneath. Yeah, That's how they yeah. would do it. Okay, but I mean if they could do it in the six million dollar man, they could do it with this guy. I think for that, sure. I think the budget for a six million dollar man was the what for one episode was the entire budget for the entire run of Little Hobo. Yeah, it's possible. Good actors. Canadian on it, show. Yeah, yeah you know. Look but back there's... on it, you'll see a Michael J. Fox. You'll see like a everybody. There's talented, Donald Sutherland. There's talented people in, in Canada. 
they need a, some money. Did Donald Sutherland really do? Oh boy! Oh, All right, calling you on this, am I? Calling me on this, Littlest Tobo. Yep, <laughs> I seem to remember an episode uh, with. Uh, now I might be. I might was... be remembering a Danger Bay episode instead. I think you were. Oh, uh, with uh, Al Waxman living in Stanley Park. Ah, yes. Maybe you're mixing them up. There was the uh, Littlest Hobo episode directed by David Cronenberg, of course. Okay, what was that? What's that? What was that? The Littlest Hobo. I thought you had a funny uh, name. A Crobo oh, I Hobo. didn't have anything. I thought you had sorry, a, a parody of uh, a, a David. I got the... nothing, man. No, that's fair. All right, here we go. Let's see. Famous people. How about, wrong. it was called Video Drobo. Video Drobo? Very nice. Okay, Al Waxman was on the show. Alan Hale Jr., that was the skipper from, okay. uh, yeah. you know, the thing. Megan Follows. DeForest Kelly, hmm. Ray Walston, Maury Amsterdam from Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Jeez. This is B-list. Yeah. B-listers. Abe Vigoda, Ooh. Michael Ironside, Saul Rubinek. Of course, Saul Rubinek. Yeah. John Carradine, hmm. uh, Leslie Nielsen, yep. and Chris Makepeace, and Vic Morrow. Wow. And Mike Myers, as uh, uh, who was uh, 16 at the time. So wow. I guess uh, there was not a Michael J. Fox. I was wrong about that. I was mistaking Mike Myers for Michael J. Fox. Common, Apologies all around. Common error. Yeah, Not getting your mics wrong. <laughs> mix up, a mic mix up. Michael J. Fox, were you the one who told me what his middle initial really is? Meaningless? Nope. Well, meaningless a little bit. But Michael J. Fox, this is uh, your Michael J. Fox trivia of the day. Yeah. Uh, Michael J. Fox, uh, there was already a Michael Fox when yes, he British was actor. In, a British actor. So there were, his middle initial is A, and it was going to be Michael A. Fox. But it sounds like you're saying Michael a fox. Yeah. And back then the term fox was like used to make sexy person. Yeah. It was like, I don't need that shit. So he changed it to J Fox and uh, now they got all famous and shit. So good for him. But the J is meaningless. Yep. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. I just wonder if uh, it's uh, along the lines of, uh, you know, the uh, the J from uh, Bullwinkle or whatever, where they would always <laughs> throw a J in there. And then they pick that up <laughs> with the Simpsons. So everyone who's got like a middle initial that you don't know will always throw a J in there. There's that new movie out, right? What's that? But it has like there's no new movies out. They stopped making movies a long time ago. Something where there's something Esquire. Yes, there is. And it has a J in it. I'm pretty sure. Could be. Pretty sure. I can't. I saw the title. When in doubt, throw a J in there. I was saw the title and I thought that's an interesting sounding movie. Here's your trivia. Uh, What does uh, the J in uh, Homer J Simpson stand for? Uh, Jethro. It is J J A Y. Oh J A Y. Middle name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is the uh, What is the B J and B J Honeycutt stand for? Blowjob. Yes, it was blowjob Honeycutt. <laughs> and when he showed up at Mash, uh, he got made fun of by everyone except Spear Chucker Jones, <laughs> who actually was a character on the show. Yeah. No, his uh, his mother's name was B. Oh, okay. His father's name was J. Okay. So that it was named after both of them. And his name BJ. Don't like it. My, uh, Lisa had a horse whose name was BJ. Yeah. And he was named after the boy, her br- brother's friend, who found found him on on the fo- on, found him when he was a foal. He had been born out in the field, and this boy found BJ on the field, so he was named after Bradley. I won't say Aww. his last name, but it started with a J. That's very nice. Yeah. Uh, Trapper John was named after a rape joke in uh, Mash. So the book is a different. Time. Have, you, have you read Mash the book? Uh, you know what? I've not read the original Mash, but okay. I've read one of the sequel. Books. Oh, the, I think I read Mash yeah. Goes to New Orleans. It's very, it's very crude. Like, is this you know? Is it similar to Doctor in the House? No, it's okay. not British. It's American. I understand that, but the same kind of level of crudite or crud crudite. No, I actually believe it or not, I think Doctor in the House was more witty than. Uh... I've actually never read the, the... I don't think I've ever read a Doctor in the House book. Oh, they're just pretty good. Seen the, just seen the My TV. My dad had those lying around, so I would read those because I like the TV series. I like the TV series as well. Uh, Graham Chapman wrote a lot of episodes, of that, and John Cleese wrote one as well. Yeah. In fact, there's an episode of Doctor in the House that is a precursor of Faulty Towers. 
has a similar character who is based on a real person that they met while filming, doing the remotes for, for Monty Python. They met this very, uh, I don't know what you call him, controlling sure. uh, uh, bed and breakfast keep or whatever those places are. I guess it's yeah. a hotel, but, you know, hotels in England, something something different than we have here. And, Inns. Uh, what's that? Inns. An inn. yeah. Yes, with, with barely working showers. Um Anyway, so they met this person, and John Cleese was fascinated by this character, and he basically sort of found his way into this script and then into yeah. Faulty Towers. Cool. Dave was uh, drawing a pentagram uh, on the table. Well, I was pentagram. I was drawing a spiral. Yeah, and then a pentagram in the center. To show, <laughs> drawing a spiral to show that the continuity of the story I was telling. Life is a circular is what you're saying. Life is a spiral. Circle of life is what you're saying. No, it's a spiral. It's a DNA. DNA is a spiral? Isn't it spiraling helix? I don't know. Why don't you let us know? How about the band, uh, the band Helix? Is that Dad Rock? The band Helix. What did they do? Um, you know, Helixy stuff. The the al- self-titled album Helix. Is there a band called Helix? There's a band named Helix. Yeah. And what do they do? Are they another one that they're not that Dutch band? Are they? Am I getting the mix up? Not that they didn't have like a song where people yodeled in it. Folks, here's the thing. We did uh, we did one show already today. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we've done another, and uh, as usually happens, that's a mistake. Uh, it, Helix is a Canadian band. Oh, okay. A hard Wrong. rock heavy metal band. Oh, how, why, why didn't uh, I know that? Formed in 1974, Oof. best known for their 84 single, Rock You. Don't know that single. Don't know that. Don't know Not that at single at all. At yeah. all. Also, Heavy Metal Love, Gimme Gimme Good Lovin', mm. and Anything You Want. From the album "Walking the Razor's Edge," wow, which you really should not do. Okay, listen, we're gonna we're gonna listen to a little bit of oh, Felix Rock you right now. Just okay. to well, this we won't talk because I'll, I'll put this in if I can. Dave, I think you'll be happy to know. Yeah, this video is unavailable. Yes. Oh <laughs> my gosh, this my lucky day continues. Yeah, sorry, lucky that day continues. It. Oh, all right. Thank we gotta wrap you. up. Anyway. Thank you, YouTube, for for taking that song off there. It's Helix. Yeah, we're so worried about their album sales. Dropping off because people could see for free their song "Rock You" on YouTube. It had to come off. Yeah, had to come off because no way do they want people to know about this song. Nope. It's played so much everywhere you go. Yeah, doesn't matter where you eat. White spot, white spot. Even if you go to a white spot, you'll hear "Rock You" playing. Yep. And they just couldn't afford to lose that kind of you know that money money. I want to rock you, rock you really hard, rock you in my helix, rock you in my yard. Gonna rock you sideways, gonna rock you in Toronto. Woo, Toronto! It was a live uh, taping. Oh, it was a live taping. So they, that was specifically for excited. Toronto. They always uh, would replace that wow. with the name of uh, the. It would be more rock you in Sussex. Ooh. It would be more um, realistic if they said Toronto. Ah, uh, it's true. Yeah, kind of. Well, I don't know what part of Canada they're from. You kind of Vancouvered that. Oh, apologies. Wrap it up, Dedrick. Everyone, we all know <laughs> that uh, I'm going to be starting. A... <laughs> you know that we. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate this. A little bit of dad rock for me. In. You can contact Saxophone. us on our <laughs> Mr. Saxo Beats. Uh, we can be contacted uh, on our comments board on sneakydragon.com. You can write it to us there. Always happy to hear from you. I And I mean that sincerely from the bottom of my heart. We also can be contacted uh, via uh, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That is our email address. I just want to say a little shout out to Brent Tannehill for writing a lot of information about chickens. Thank you. A big email about chickens. Sorry so we didn't have TikTok uh, this week, but uh, yeah. Dave didn't have much TikTok last week. And we recorded this right afterwards. Yeah, it's just kind of a it's a bit of a dry spell for TikTok. Unless Eve, can you think of anything chicken related that we may have might have popped up that I 
You dropped noisy today. What happened? Come over here. Come over here. I want to hear the story. All right, excuse me. Sorry, everyone. We take a brief pause at the end of this show. Forget it. my daughter Eve's coming on the show now. Ian's been tagged out. He's going to the side. But he's. You have to get out of the ropes. You have to go behind the side of the ropes <laughs> to leave the ring. You have to leave the ring. Okay. Okay. So I went to pick her up today. She's big. She's a big fat chicken. She's a big, big like, fat chicken. If you imagine noisy, don't imagine a chicken. Imagine a turkey. Yeah. Like yeah. A chicken face. <laughs> but turkey legs. Imagine a human being, me. Yeah. Who does not like chickens or don't birds? Like. I don't like birds. How come you don't like birds? Because I've been pooed on by birds. <laughs> At least four times in my life. Really? Which is, they're uh, out for me. Yeah. Because how many times have you been put on in your life by a bird? Never. Oh, by a bird? Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, never. Four times. By my own daughter? And I don't go yes, outside often. but never by a... I don't go outside often, so that's saying something. <laughs> maybe you should go outside more often. Maybe uh, maybe the birds are No, and I was, angry I was chased home by a bird once. What kind of bird? A crow. Oh, I can believe it. They're, yeah, they're, they're awful. Crows. But I don't like birds. So you big, don't like birds. Big, big bird. In they, have, they have cold, dead eyes. Mm-hmm. And I pick up this big, fat turkey chicken. How come you picked her up? Because she needs to go back in. You know, you can just put her onto that thingy and she'll go up. That's what I was trying to do. Oh, okay. But I couldn't even get that far because oh. she flapped her wings. Yeah. And I don't like birds, so I dropped her. <laughs> and she fell on her big, fat stomach <laughs> and then turned around and went... Rawr. And then, she, I, she's and mad then at she you? just walked around and went... Rawr. Yeah. Yeah. Did the thing where she goes, Mur. yeah, and I was like, I'm just gonna not. Do Did that. you try and shepherd her onto the onto yeah. the uh, I've tried the gangplank? Like, I've tried like get, giving her food, like leaving a little food tray. Yeah, I've done that too. Didn't work. It didn't work. For, oh, it worked for me. Maybe she's just sick she, of food. I, birds. Just don't like me. <laughs> don't take it personally. I will take. They don't it really have like they're not like emotional creatures. I knew someone that was like, well, you know, birds can tell when you don't like them. Yeah. And I was like, good. Because <laughs> maybe they'll start leaving me alone. <laughs> so, uh, so did you get noisy in eventually? No. No? No. She wouldn't go up the thing? No. You can get, oh. It's her problem. If you pick her up, try and pick her wings with her, like Mm-mm. cover her wings and lift her up that way. That's what I'm I do. It. You're, you're all over it. You're she can live there. under the shed. <laughs> That's fine. We're gonna get, I'm going to get that roof on tomorrow, hopefully, or at least by, by Saturday. Yeah. Although we're, leave, we're going into that house tour on... Uh, Saturday, so that may put the kibosh on. What are we going? What is that thing we're going on? Homes for the holidays. Home for the holidays. What is that exactly? It's like a tour of fancy homes that are all done up for Christmas. Why do you like it? Because I like being a Snoopy person. One <laughs> <laughs> well, of my favorite thing was when I went to this house and they still had all their like pictures up, and then they had all their little kids like private school shoes lined up, and then yeah. all their little like matching boots, yeah, and all their little. And I was like, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> I love seeing into people's lives. Do you think it's real, or do you think they set it up for no, you? No, no, it at... was real because they had like the real. They weren't like stock images. Or anything. Okay, okay. Yeah. It was real. So it felt real. Yeah, for sure. That, was, that, was that one of your favorite houses you've ever been yeah, to? Yeah, it was a really nice house. Uh, too. Yeah. What kind of house was it like? It was just like modern kind of like, or? No, it was just like a little kind of craftsman. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like that. It's a nice yeah, style. It is. We don't have a lot of that left in Vancouver. It's no. all getting knocked down so people can build big giant stucco palaces. Yeah, shoebox palaces. But, but it, oh, it's kind of changing now because before we got the Vancouver Special, which was like the. Yeah. The two-story house with the brick on the bottom part of it yep. and the, the metal railings. Yeah, and the stucco on top. Ugh, yeah. really gross. That's just horrible. But now it's sort of being replaced by a more modern yeah. thing. Which it's still awful. It's still awful? Have you seen that one in the Fines neighborhood? No, what's that? Oh, it's garbage. <laughs> it's right? the worst well, thing. It looks like someone took a shoebox yeah. and then turned it on the, on like, so it's like standing up. Standing up, okay. So they've got more room to live in it. Yeah. And just cut a hole in it for a door. Oof. Yeah, and that it's got nice. that kind of wood planking on the bottom that they yeah. use on modern houses, yeah. and then like just white on top. 
Ooh, I'll no. show it to you. I like you. It's online. Oh, okay. It's, it's horrible. And like you can see in pictures, like next yeah. to it are like cute little mm-hmm. hoses. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh, oh. <laughs> um but when you do the tour you do look at modern houses yeah there's usually like one or two modern houses yeah, yeah. so kind of like impossible houses which yeah. like we like to call it sort of a 50s style yeah. maybe frank lloyd wright like, influenced newer modern houses too yeah. yeah yeah and do you like those houses the insides are usually nice when the outsides like my favorite house last year my favorite inside house last year was the ugliest house on the outside oh really yeah it was really ugly on the outside but the inside was really nice why so was it why was it ugly squinted when you walked in i could i could take it i'd take it anyways well, but, well, uh, well yeah of course it was just kind of like over the top like spanish style oh yeah, I'm not i like that keen. it i like a spanish do you like style? a spanish style See, well, I'm not i like keen the on it. casamilla one yeah that yeah, one's nice that's a very nice house it's a nice if, it, if it's done right mm-hmm. but it wasn't Cas- it was just like, yeah. you know. But Casamia is like a special house. That house yeah. was built by a guy who was basically a bootlegger, mm-hmm. made a lot of money, mm-hmm. owned the cool. Commodore, which is like a big dance club here in Vancouver. Yeah. He actually had like a, a, a replica Commodore dance floor in his house. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. explaining to people listening. And then uh, the nursery, uh, they brought up artists from, from the Disney, uh, mm-hmm. from, from Walt Disney to actually paint the walls with, uh, with images from Disney films. Yeah, it was all Snow White. And okay, Wars. yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're going to tear it all down and make it I into know. an old age home. <laughs> like, what? what? What a downgrade. <laughs> yeah, they had like, like the bathrooms all had like arched dome ceilings with like constellations painted on them. Really? Yeah, and like some of the faucets were like gold uh, like swan necks. Yeah, yeah. And like the swan's mouth spat out water. Cause why not? Why not? If you've got the money, I guess. <laughs> I guess if you can do it nicely. It's... Yeah. So it wasn't too gauche. It was pretty nice. It feels yeah. like if you had like gold swans spitting I mean, out it water. Was, it was. It was kind of. I mean, it was like probably at the time pretty pretty gauche. Yeah. But like now you just kind of look at it and you're like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Look yeah. All this really nice old stuff. Yeah, yeah. But if it was like if you saw like. If you saw a house, yeah, you walk into a new modern house, yeah, with the swan faucet, gold fonts, swan faucet. Did I walk into Donald Trump's house? Yeah, <laughs> or Saddam Hussein's palace? Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's that. It's like yeah. something's up here, <laughs> but like an old house, you're like, yeah, yeah, you can accept for it. Sure, sure. I get it. A uh, culture. <laughs> well, the thing there was a time when people would like leave a club and then drive, probably like some kind of mm-hmm. car, car posse, car. Car uh, convoy to their big mansion and then have another party in their big mansion. Mm-hmm. People boozing it up, dancing on this big bouncy dance floor with uh, swans that could spit water. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Well, that's cool. Well, I'm going to go this year for the first time. Because yep. uh, we bought a ticket for Mary, but she can't get off work. Lame. Well, it's weird. I know. She's working a, a five-hour shift on a Saturday afternoon and no one wants to do it. It's weird. I don't understand it. Yeah. Strange. Strange that Saturday, you can't find someone. Best day to work. Exactly. It's actually not that bad either. <laughs> um, all right. That's right. You work in a retail job, so you know all about the best Sunday. hours to work. Sunday is the worst day. Sunday is the worst day. Don't work. To work in a grocery store. Yes. Because everyone's stocking up for the week. Start of the week. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You can't see his face. She's making the idea of. You're on a. You're on a pocket. You're on a. On a. Uh, <laughs> still making. Still making good Just thinking about making it. Making Harris faces. Yeah. All right, dear. I was. We, I guess we could talk about Harris the Pony, but that's yeah. that's another topic for another day. Off. What's that? I almost said good night. <laughs> Thanks, sweetie, for uh, stepping in. Yeah, no problem. All right, go tag out with Ian, and you have to. Remember, you have to leave the ring. You have to. Leave, you have to go on the other side of the ropes. Don't come back in with the chair. You didn't tag. Nice. All right, you're back in. 
She makes ambrosia salad. She does. On purpose. <laughs> Did I tell you we had some last week? Yeah, Anita brought some. It was great that she brought it. It was terrible that we had to eat it. Because it is not good. Oh, she uh, bought it from Safeway. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a nightmare. Uh, anyway, those of you out there who... Okay. The cheapest That's what she salad, said. yeah. She had three she had three like yeah. moderate sized Tupperware containers for three dollars. Yeah. It's all air. It's all to, air. To you listeners out there, this was two weeks ago in your in your time. Oh, that's right. That we that we had this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to remember it anymore, though. No. Okay. So we're gonna put that behind us. So you've said all the places we can be reached. Uh, t- we can be reached at tweet Tweeter and uh, Skeeter. Sneaky underscore Dragon. MySpace. Uh, we're on Friendster. We're my MySpace and LinkedIn. Oh, don't forget LinkedIn. Our LinkedIn profile, Sneaky yeah. Dragon, a business, and uh, we're hiring. Mm-hmm. Looking for underlings. We're looking for people who know how to unsubscribe from mailing lists. <laughs> we don't know how. And we're getting a lot of spam. Getting a lot of spam. We are. Sure. That's weird, isn't it? The longest time we didn't get anything on to the, you know, we didn't get any email. Yeah. Then we started getting emails from listeners. We're like, this is all right. And now we're getting all this weight stuff and uh, some sort of big mark. There was a big sale going on. Someone sent us a thing about a big sale. Oh, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go just, to it, though. I'll I just deleted that. it right away. Please do. <laughs> so, Anywho... So, I hope you enjoyed the show, everyone. You know what? I'll tell you this right now. There's nothing that I enjoy better, uh, or I look forward to more in a week, than coming down here and doing a podcast. Yay! Always Spending time with your kids? Yep. Well. Nope. You're <laughs> <laughs> getting a look over there. Oh, wait, Eve. Just a thumbs up or thumbs down. Runaways. You can do sideways if you want. Sideways. Yeah, sideways. Okay. <laughs> I'm a thumbs up. Dave's a thumbs down at this point. Yeah, or maybe a, maybe a sideways. I, I'm still going to We'll talk it. about it. Uh, yeah, we'll, right, we'll, we'll right, give right, it some time. Right. We'll give it some time. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the show and uh, my, my dumb conversations with my off-mic daughter. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks, dear. Yay. Love it.